Welcome to our Lead to Succeed podcast, where we share leadership and business growth insights, both from our own experiences and that of our guests. We're the hosts. I'm Rebecca Jenkins, founder of Argen, helping companies to grow by finding, gaining and growing the best clients. And I'm Callum, sharing my perspectives from both being an entrepreneur and working in a variety of different companies. Whether you lead a team or a business, you'll find practical tips, inspirational insights and ideas as we discuss a wide range of leadership topics. So with that, here's today's episode. Welcome to our Lead to Succeed podcast, and today we're really pleased to have Bryn Eibel as our guest. Now, Bryn is the Regional Managing Director of Advantage Commercial Finance, and he's going to share his insights into leadership with us today. So I've known Bryn for a few years. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I'm sure he's going to share lots of his success tips and leadership ideas and techniques with us. So Big welcome to you, Brian. Would you Very just much. like to do Thank an you. introduction? Yeah, I'm, uh, as, as, as you rightly said, a regional managing director of Advantage Commercial Finance. We're uh, we're an invoice finance company um, who work in the asset based lending space, where we're, we're funding people's cash flows via their their debtor books and their invoices, um, predominantly to the SME market, um, where we're providing sort of facilities from. £20,000 for new startup businesses and the sort of smaller sort of um, type businesses all the way up to businesses turning over sort of 10, 10 to 12 million where we're providing 1 million, 1.5 million pounds worth of funding lines for them too and uh, in many different industries, uh, manufacturing, recruitment, um, service sectors, anybody that's dealing business to business, um, we, we can provide cash flow services for. Awesome. Well, thanks very much for, for being on the podcast, Bryn. Great, great to have you on here. Um, and I've just been sort of taking a look at your uh, like p- uh, positions in a couple of other companies. So you've been sort of like managing director, regional director, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And obviously, as you just mentioned, been dealing with some you know reasonably uh, sized companies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure you've had a bit of experience in sort of leadership with working with other team members and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to sort of quickly kick off in terms of asking what what does leadership mean to you? Um, for me, le- leadership is is more about being the the person that drives that particular business or that part of the business um my role in in, in this company as a regional man, managing director is we we run sort of five different offices on a, on a geographical basis and um and my region is the south wales southwest office which is based at newport and um and it's and all offices run completely autonomous in terms of the underwriting the risk um, the sales, etc., and we're, we're fully operational with our operational staff as well. Um, and, and the role for me, and going back to the question, is is really for me is I'm the driver of that business. I'm, I'm responsible for the P and L of that account uh, of this office, but I'm also obviously the driver for all the staff, the people, the sales team, etc. Um, and to obviously to create awareness, to create our brand, to, to create the business into the marketplace of being the chosen company that people want to use for invoice finance. And for my sort of the question of, of the leadership really is is setting the stall out to the marketplace but also to internally to to, to your staff and um, providing clarity of um of the vision of where the business wants to be and what and, and how it's going to get there and um and using communication and humility along the way as well um but but in 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 the main really is being a leader really is is being the person who drives that who owns it and um and puts the the cogs in place for it to work really sure that's great thanks Edwin. so you kind of, sort of for me like touched on two different points there one is like 
driving the, the profit and loss side of thing of all the accounts and then also the internal side of things of working with your staff and that kind of thing. But you have a couple of traits or qualities that maybe like stand out to you that are important to exhibit in perhaps like both aspects of that. So one in terms of like the profit and loss side of things, but also being an effective leader with um, your staff. I know you touched on like clarity and that kind of thing. Is there anything else that sort of comes to mind? Yeah, I think I think the, the, the two sort of interdepend on, on each other. And I think the profit and loss comes with having the first bit right first. So having the right people, the right team, the right processes, and, um, and, and everybody within your team or your business understands where, where they are in the business and, and what the needs are of, of that individual, of that department which they work in, and setting the sort of the, the processes and making sure everybody knows what it is their job actually is, but also how important it is and where it sits within the tree of, of everything to sort of work. So if you've got the right people and the right processes, and they all know you, you're very clear with, with clarity on their job roles, um, and they obviously carry out the roles to the best of, of their ability. If that works, the P&L should work if the plans have been put in place, really, and, and, and that sort of comes with it. Um, and sometimes you've got to make decisions based on the P&L or your, your management information. You, know, you might not be where, you, where you're hoping to be at, at that moment in time, and you might have to tweak certain things and change certain things, et cetera. And, um, but in the main, really, if you've got your processes and you, you work by a, de a, de a designated sort of process, sort of um, type business, having, having the right departments, the right people, is the profit and loss should, should come on the back yeah. of that. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I, when, I was, uh, when I was younger, I don't know wasn't when I was younger, I still enjoy reading his books um, from Richard Branson. I imagine you probably quite like the quote as well, where it's something along the lines of, you know, take care of your employees and they'll take care of your customers. Certainly, certainly. And I think he's got another famous quote, isn't he, about not training staff, you know, paying staff to be trained. And he said, well, what if we don't pay to train them and they end up staying? And as opposed to leaving and say, well, yeah, actually, you know, if you've got good staff, you need to look after them. Yeah. Make, make sure you give them the tools to actually, and but also, have them enjoying the job as well and make sure that sure. you know you, you're there you know as a leader and, and driving but it's not just the bottom line as well you know you've got got people's lives uh, everybody's motivated differently um, and finding what those drivers are for those individuals as well and, and keeping them happy and keeping them on on side and not in line really yeah exactly i think you touched on a lot of like really good points there. and for myself having a bit of experience working for myself and also for someone else as well i think having a manager or someone who kind of you know, makes you feel valued. Is it helps you be clear on what your role is and why it's important with the company. It definitely makes you feel more, I think, kind of motivated as an employee, like as as all the things you just you just talked about there. Really. Certainly, certainly. Well, I sort of sit in both camps there because whilst I sort of manage the office here in in South Wales and Southwest, I actually have a boss, obviously in in the head office, etc. And it's sort of I have that, or I feel that I've got that because I'm given the autonomy to sort of go and lead and do everything that you need to do for it to work. But I'm also given the guidelines of what the company wants. So they're, they're setting pretty much you know, the objectives and, the, um, and, and everything else for the business in terms of the budget, which you, know, you have a say in it, you're involved. But ideally, you know, it's their business and they, they know what they want out of the business. And it's for me to get them what they want and, and, and to set it up in, in a certain way and manage my bit of it, which is one, one of the five offices. Yeah, sure, exactly, it makes, makes sense. And just one final question for me, Brent, to, to sort of wrap my part up. Is there a particular moment in time when you feel like you first, either you first sort of stepped into a leadership position and kind of what did you learn from that? Or on a slightly different spin, um, perhaps a time when you remember having really good leadership, um, you felt like you had, you had 
been um what i'm just trying to say you had been like led really well and like what kind of what you learned from that yeah um for your first question in terms of when that i sort of define myself actually i'm i've moved up in, into a leadership role it would be this role it would be sure. this role that actually come through we were acquired so the business had four offices already in the country um doing what we do in voice finance fund funding the market um, but we were the missing piece of their sort of ge geographical jigsaw. The business that I was a part of, where I wasn't a leader in the business, I was a sales manager in, in, in that business, was part of a another sort of part of a group of companies um, that, that, that got acquired sort of two and a half years or almost three years ago. And when it was acquired, it was the, the, the opportunity was brought to me to take on, to, to, to become the regional managing director and actually run it. So, to, so I sort of stepped up the level completely then and that's where my leadership sort of life sort of took off really and it was it's been a, a learning curve since that day really and it's you know two and a half almost three years into it it's, it's 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 been great and i've thoroughly enjoyed it so that that's the sort of line in the sand where you sort of move from a, a sort of manager to 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 a leader and obviously have a lot more responsibility but also been able to sort of empower your staff and sort of set set the the processes and the ground rules that that, that i feel are the way forward and what I've used and going back to, to, to your second question is, is yeah, I've been very, very lucky that I've, I'm fortunate that I've worked for some very good managers. I've worked for some really good people who have been mentors for me over the years. Um, quite a few have now sort of retired and finished themselves, still in contact with, with them. Um, I have worked under some sort of pretty poor managers as well. And actually that's, that strikes me more for what, how I want to be in a manager because I know, where I've had sort of poor managers or poor management is I know where I don't want to be and I know how I don't want to be with people and how to react to certain things is so it's taking the good from all the good people but also realizing exactly where the poor sort of judgments were or the poor where I was sort of felt maybe treated sort of all the or a manager just didn't get their point across in is just make sure I don't fall into that trap as well really and sort of learning from everything. Yeah sure it sounds like you've had a you know been, been fortunate to have like a really good learning experience in terms of as you said like what what you kind of want to stay away from and also what the, the best practices and things you want to implement and yeah from, from the sides of it you've had a you've had a really good sort of learning curve in, in this new world that you're in yeah certainly i mean when i started off i was a i'd say a junior sort of i was a telesales in a bank just working yeah, right. sell sales so my aspirations then were obviously just to have a job and never really thought of manage management or moving up there it's only when your career progresses and i'm working for a bank your opportunities come and you become a sort of real regional bank manager and without knowing you're picking up all these sort of traits and sort of things and ideas. Mm. And it's only when you look back on it, I think, oh, right, okay, that's, you know, you take a lot of experience and that's, and that's, uh, you know, amounts to a lot more than the, the most things is, is experience. Brian, in the last few years, when you've stepped into that leadership role, what have been the biggest learnings for you? And then the next question will be, what have been the biggest challenges? Because we know our listeners really give us feedback about, they love to hear about the challenges because it's what, when you're in a leadership role, it happens, you have to deal with them. Yeah. So what have been your learnings and what have been the biggest challenges you faced? The biggest challenge I think is probably very easy to say is obviously the challenge which we're in at the moment, which is the COVID, the lockdowns. Yeah. Um, massive change to our marketplace to most marketplaces not just in this country obviously on a global scale and uh, and, and feeling the impact of that um how, how we've sort of got around that and sort of learn a lot about myself you learn a lot about your team 
um, and also obviously the company w w which I work for. And, um, and it was more about resilience for me in terms of the, the lead. So you're working one day and working everybody's in the, you know, my, oper my operational staff are mainly office-based and, you know, they, they go out and they visit our clients and they look at, you know, they're, they're relationship managers, there's credit controllers, administrators. My sales team would be out, out and about, obviously seeing new clients, seeing the, the introducer base, which is the professional market accountants, brokers, solicitors, etc. And, you know, been doing that as a normal day job for years and years and years. And suddenly within a phone call, it's all come to a stop. You know, you, you need, your staff all need to work from home. Um, obviously, your marketplace is closing around you or our customers' marketplaces are closing where some of them couldn't get to work. They couldn't carry on you know, their duties for their turnover. So lots of things within a space of a week or two where you really had to sort of say, right, okay, so first things first is for me was um, to make sure that we could, everybody could work from home, all of my staff. So you've, you've got the duty of care to all of your staff first and foremost is it was a case of to make sure that they were safe. They were in a safe environment, which was obviously working from home, which was the guidelines. Um, and to make sure that they could actually carry on and do their roles from home and to um, the fullness of, of their abilities. So that meant new IT equipment, et cetera, which was needed. Um, you know, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, all things as an organization or as a team. We didn't use these types of things, believe it or not. You know, we weren't, we, as dynamic as we, as we work and we always have worked sort of very dynamic and that's, that's one of our USPs is, is moving fast is, um, you know, we have a duty to all of our customers that we give them a daily service and we provide them the funds as and when they require them. But we've also got a duty as well to the customers that want money and new customers and bringing new customers on as well as the duty that I have to all the members of staff as well. So in terms of that part you know the, the sort of leadership sort of within me was you know, that there was a lot of responsibility um but again it comes down to your team um you know i had to make sure that number one everybody had, had the right tools to do the job are they working in a safe environment you know have they got a desk have they got chairs making sure that everybody's got a laptop most of my operational staff work from pcs so some were taking pcs home getting them connected etc cetera, etc cetera. make sure our customers can can contact us and so as it worked, we had a telephone systems that actually can work in people's houses. So if they phone the office, it directs to, 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 to the people all working from home. But, but that, if somebody had said to me, you've got two weeks to every member of your staff, and I'm sure imagine from my organization as a whole, where you know, probably over 100 employees, to sort of say, can you get all your staff working at home within a week or two? The answer would have been no. But we've done it, and we, and we ended up having it. And... And then during obviously the lockdown period is is making sure that everybody was okay from from from, a, from my staff perspective, people you know, have, have different motivations. They they live in different. Some some were married. Some had children. One one person lived on their own. So you got to make sure that you know that they're okay. They're happy. They're safe. They're motivated. If there's any issues, um, but also quite a lot of my staff had never worked from home as well. So it was a case of. Um, we had, you know, we were having team calls in the morning as a team where everybody was getting on a call so we could see each other's faces to feel, you know, everyone's still connected. And then we do it sort of last thing in the afternoon as well. And so we'd set the objectives in the day, what needs to be done. And in the afternoon, then we sort of go through everything, um, good things, bad things, things we can do better and sort of, you know, sort of chopping and changing things as we went along. And the whole thing about that was to make sure that we could service our customers, which we did. 
and to make sure that we could get the money to them, which they needed, which was obviously vitally needed even, even more mm. than, than, than ever before. And then on the other side is still bringing on new customers as well in a market where everybody was closing, lots of funders and sort of the traditional banks were sort of closing ranks a little bit in terms of, because of, obviously it becomes more, more riskier to lend money. But we sort of stayed open and we made sure that you know, we're still following the fundamentals of underwriting and you know, is, the, is, is the business sort of fundable? Is it a business that we want on our books, et cetera? And you know, is there a valid reason why, why we're lending them the money? And, and we've we done well throughout the whole of, the, of last year in the lockdown. Um, but again, it brought back to the sort of leadership of, of not just me, but obviously the managers within my team as well who are managing their teams is to make sure that you know, we had we had the communications, which is massively vital, is make sure communicate, communicate to, to all the staff, um, keep them updated with things that were going on internally in, in other offices as well. We were working with best practices um, where another office was doing certain things, introducing quizzes on a Friday afternoon. So our call on a Friday afternoon was a nice light where we do a quiz or we do you know, certain things, even on occasions where we'd had a, a good week. I think if you want to have a drink, let's have a drink. It's half past four on a Friday afternoon. If you want to have a, you know, we can all have a drink together and celebrate the week we got through another week type thing and just sort of keep everybody engaged, keep everybody in working. And, um, and the big thing for me with that is when you have that and it was working is the off, the, the upshot of that is the customers were happy. We didn't, you know, I'm quite proud to say is we didn't lose a customer because of customer service during um, obviously, last year and, 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 the, and, the, and the lockdown, um, we lost a couple of clients just because they stopped trading themselves because of the marketplace. But we never lost the business where they've gone to another funder because of poor service or we'd missed something. Um, it was actually the other way. We were making sure our clients were, were, were fine. We were actually, you know, um, making sure you know where if they weren't working or weren't doing any turnover, we were obviously looking at their fees that we were charging them. Etc. and um, and just making sure that that you know we'd sort of either hibernate the facility or we do do something with them to make sure that you know they can still get by, but knowing that when they do come back trading, we'll we'll probably get you know tenfold back from them in terms of remembering that that, that we help them, and that's and we're seeing that we're seeing that now. I think that's a, it's it's great to hear all of that extra communication that you did, mm-hmm. and it sounds as if it well it may or may not be more communication than you you had before so do you think your team yeah. heard more from you and saw more of you because before you might have been out of the office a bit yeah. and now they were going to see you twice a day yeah yeah and seeing each other twice a day as well because yeah. i've got some remote sales sales team who do come into the office etc but not on a daily basis whereas the the sort of core operational team will probably see each other most days of the week and every day and obviously they, they build relationships etc cetera, etc cetera. And yeah, I'm I'm in the office you know, probably two two days a week, uh, and out the other and uh, out for those other days. So yeah, so to see each other every morning and every afternoon was was uh, it was interesting, but it actually worked because it was uh, one you could actually see each other's faces. So it was a bit of sort of communication. I can get the communication over to everybody, and we could discuss problems out with everybody, and we had some interesting meetings where sometimes they were quite fraught because everybody had different things going on in the background as well with their customers or even at home and but it was interesting because we sort of got through it and we worked through every problem that ever come across and we sort of when we found 
probably took us a good six weeks to two months when we found our our um our pace a little bit where everybody mm. sort of found right you know we know what we're doing and yeah. you're sort of working to to, to to a nice beat is we didn't do it twice a day then it moved to we oh, done it okay. we done it we done it mondays wednesdays and fridays right. just once a day because yeah. it's sort of become a little bit too much but it yeah. for those first six weeks was a very trial and error because we needed to sort of und- and i needed to, to get the feedback but also everybody else needed their feedback and we needed the whole all all everybody sort of in, in, interdependent on one another and and we worked it out and it was it it sort of definitely built the morale within the team as well um because we're all as you, as you said as we're all seeing each other a lot more having lots more conversations with each other uh, and being being more available as well so do you think that that's been kind of a, a leadership learning in a way that enhancing communication having it more frequently has been really beneficial so, and is is that something you're continuing to do I and mean, we're still in lockdown as we speak so is yeah. that is that continuing now and when we come yeah. out of lockdown how will you how will you manage that will you continue to do something similar certainly certainly the, the, the lots of things that have come out of this is you sort of find out what really works and, and what you need it to work so where we worked on the basis where you know it, it was working but it was just you know is we were getting by you know i just understand that you know operational staff if if, if as long as they knew and i could see figures i can you know you can you've got the data so you can analyze data but given the feedback to those people about that data you know maybe i didn't do that as much as i probably should have or or, or could have whereas now it's because it's very readily available we're seeing each other more often is pretty much everything gets discussed now at all times and um what do you Obviously, we're still carrying out reviews and we're doing appraisals with staff, et cetera, et cetera, where we need to tweak things and, and change things. But but yeah, the, the communication really for me is, is key. It's key to everything. And it's and when I look back, it's always been key to me without my knowing from when I've been managed and, and had leaders is keep keep me in the loop. Let me know where, what I'm doing, even if it's just that well done, even if it's just you're doing well. And sometimes, you know not hearing anything for a couple of weeks i always used to take it as, as good news it's like if nobody's yeah. if nobody's bothering me everything's fine i just carried on doing doing what i needed to do um but sometimes just a a, a quick you know you've done well there even to anybody in in the organization it could be just something simple and it goes a long way but when 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 times are, are tough or things need changing communication is is the biggest thing and and, and how you communicate it as well how, how, you, how you get that point across it's an interesting point, Brian. I, I've got a friend who's a sales manager, and she said, when I'm working at home and I haven't heard from anybody for a few days, my mind makes me think that I'm maybe missing out on something or I'm not doing something correctly. So it works perhaps in a different way. And I think that's the point, yeah. isn't it? We all respond and think in different ways. So having that strong communication going really does make a difference. Mm-hmm. But, all, but also having your lines of communications open so yeah. for instance most of us we're all working from home at the moment so if anybody wants to get hold of me they can pretty much get hold of me within even I have to call them back within half an hour or an hour if I've got a couple of online meetings or calls that I'm on whereas I could be in the car for two or two hours three hours I could be the other side of the country I could be away for a couple of days on, on, on things so to be more available certainly helps as well but the IT that we've it's been there in front of us that we haven't yeah. used. Yeah. And that's been been a huge thing is, you know, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, yeah. that, that type of stuff. You know, having your first visits with, with your, you know, there's nothing better for us to go and actually physically see in the business 
and meeting the people face to face and things like that. We've, we, we've still been able to do that as and when allowed or if, if it's sort of comfortable and other times you know we haven't but but meetings like this where it's sort of you know you can do things a lot quicker because it might be to have your first meeting with somebody to book it in your diary it could be three four days time yeah so have you been able to make this is out of interest because i agree with you when you go into a business you get a real sense of you get a feeling don't you of that business oh, when you huge. walk in and you've not had that, I guess, on every occasion. So have you actually been able to make funding decisions when you've not actually sort of gone into a business and, and, and sort of sensed and got that feedback? So um, can, have you been able yeah. to do that? We, we, we have done um, on based on what their business is and what it is they do and you know, analysing the business. There's some other businesses where we haven't done it or we haven't been able, unless we've been able to go and see yeah. it or see them. Or that just because of the type of business it is, yeah. um, you know, obviously every business is, is different and, and, and has di- different drivers and, and, and different key points. And, and for us is, you know, you, you get a feel, you get a, a, a know-how. Um, even, you know, we've, we've done drive-bys, even though you can't physically go in and meet the people, but you can, you can sort of get a sense of seeing what a business looks like from the outside, et cetera. Um, but yeah, but sometimes you know, we have had to sort of make, make decisions on a, on a, um, on a distant basis because that's that's what's needed or, or has been needed just to um kind of bring our bring this discussion to a close and it's been great to to hear how you've been really successful through communication and i think that's going to be inspiring for the business leaders that listen to listen to this podcast what three pieces of advice would you give when to people who may be leading a business in this current time or somebody who's thinking about stepping into a leadership role. So from, from your own experiences, what, what three pieces of advice would you, would you share? Practical advice that maybe people could actually, after listening to this, go and implement it themselves. Um, the first comes down to the communication, is yeah. watch and listen to what, how people communicate. Listen to the managers who you're working for now or the leaders or the business where you are is see how they communicate with, with each other, how, how they communicate to the teams and, um, and sort of picking up the good traits of that. How, you know, how, how are things communicated in a positive way? Even how is, you know, if it's bad news, how is it, was it communicated in a, in a certain way that actually, yeah, okay. It's, you, you sort of understand it. And, um, and I think just, and watch how how the business sort of leaders and how the managers work, um, how they how they talk with one another, how how they talk with you, how how, how they sort of you know are they just sitting in an office where nobody ever sees them, um, and you get emails in terms of this is what what you want, or just see how they actually interact with people and and, and what they do. Um, so that'd be sort of one of the first things because that's something that I actually done. I'm always a people watcher. No matter if I'm in a restaurant or <laughs> walking down the road, as I people watch and I sort of watch and to pick up the traits and sort of say oh, I quite like that that looks um, good um, the other bit would be surround yourself with good people surround yourself with mentors um, even asking you know if I, if I need help can I come to you and it's almost sort of build your own sort of them becoming your mentors or you becoming their sort of protégés or, or almost and, um, and sort of you know I want to learn that I might, it might not be something that I need at the moment but can I ask you a few questions on that and just surround yourself with good people um, and also, I would probably say for the 
you know, we're always going to be doing this anyway. You know, it never stops. But if you're quite young in your career, is build a network, is build a network of good people. Um, they might not be people you work with or people that you'll do business with, but good people of, they could be business professionals. They could be anybody that does something, but they might do things really good and they might be successful in their own right by doing what they do is, but if you're in contact with them, um, I had the pleasure, I'd done an MBA sort of 10 years ago off my own back at, in Swansea University. And, and I'd done it for one because it was just something that I really was it, it interested me to do it. And I thought it'd be a big step for the next, for my next step. And on the course, we were a team of sort of six people doing it on a part-time basis. But there was also the full-time MBAs, which there was about 30, 32 people. In there was about 20 different nationalities on the full-time course, which, which brought a whole, opens up a, a plethora of sort of networks and people and, and, and also how they thought and how they dealt with, with things. Um, but the, the part-time guy who, who, there were six of us and there's six, six males, in all different market, doing things completely different. We had a chief fire officer who was on there and he brought a different side to how you manage people because it was almost sort of autocratic but and very union driven, didn't like the unions, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas we had somebody who works, you know, he was, um, he's a surgeon in, uh, in, in the NHS, um, sort of doing operations and everything else, but was doing an MBA because he actually runs his departments as a business. So he needed that side of the function. And all these different people, and we're all still in contact now. And if there's an, you know, you sort of, how, how did you deal with that? How are you dealing with lockdown? And I was listening to how they're dealing with it. And it, it was interesting. So you build yourself this network of people that you can pick up the phone to and, 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 and they become your peers and, uh, and you can use them as sounding boards. I think that, you know, it goes to the comment we made right at the very beginning. I think before we even pressed record about we're always learning. So we can always learn from others. We've got that network of people who are happy to share what they're learning. It helps mm -hmm. to, to boost your own learning as well. Mm -hmm. But I think in all of that, Bryn, one of the, um, you, you have to have a mindset that's open to be receptive to having mentors and coaches and listening to others. Yeah. And also listen to your staff because yeah. sometimes you can set an agenda and you can be sort of tunnel vision for it, thinking this is the only way this is going to work. And then somebody might just say, well, what, what about this? And you can't, oh, well, no, 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 this, we're doing it this way. Is yeah. just listen. And somebody might go, actually, yes, actually, we're going to change that now because I'm going to add that and we're going to do And your advice can come from everywhere and anybody. But said so if you need and you need to go for advice for people, surround yourself with people you can pick up the phone to. You know, yeah. I work in a market where it's, you know, accountants, lawyers, brokers, business owners, chief executives, managers, great source of people. And there's always someone, if I've got an issue, actually, I think that person will be a good person to go to. Good advice, Bryn. It helps. It's very good advice. Mm -hmm. um, we both believe in having a good network of people that we can chat with and get advice from. So um, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing your insights. Really focusing on the communication is a key message that I've got from, from this. And I'm sure everybody who listens to this, who has their own business or is in a leadership role, will really pick up some good tips from you there. Thank you yeah. much. Thank you, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, no, thank you for me as well, Brendan. <laughs> before we wrap up, I'd just like to ask, I guess, usually, is there anything, anything in particular that you would like to share that's going on in, in, in your side of things, perhaps in your business or anything that you want to share with our listeners? Um, the, the message is we're, we're open for business, you know, for new business. We, we've actually, 
um, some good news towards the end of last year, sort of, I think it was late November, early December, as we were actually um, taken over by, by new management. Oh, nice. um, by an, it was an American company has actually bought the, the, the majority shares. They actually um, took out the venture sort of capitalist um, funder that actually when the business, the business historically was done through an MBO sort of five years ago with, with the current owners of the business. And it was uh, coming up for their sort of five year sort of renewal. And um, the a business from America who wants to get a foothold in our market, who actually do exactly what we do in America um, on a bigger scale, they, they're, they're set up with autonomous offices around, uh, around different parts and different cities of America and Canada and um, they're looking to get a foothold into the UK market. So it's really exciting times for us because with, with that, it's going to come, you know, we're, we're heavily more capitalised. You know, we're actually a much more bigger, bigger business. We're global now in terms of just being a UK business. Um, but they've also got products that, that sort of work in America. So hopefully we'll see some of those floating over in, in, into, into our market, um, which is obviously just going to bolster um, our offering to, to, to our marketplace as well. Um, but you know, they, from, from, from what I'm told, you know, they, they do exactly what we do over in America, which, which is great and look forward to working with them and seeing, seeing what that brings. Um, but, but the main thing is whilst it is, it is difficult and we are still in this pandemic and it's not over yet is as a funder, we are still open for, for, for new business and obviously, you know, working with our current clients as well and making sure that they get what they're, what they need um, and their funding requirements on a daily basis. That's good to hear that you're there to support businesses that are growing mm -hmm. despite all the challenges that are currently being faced. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Exactly. Sounds like a, exactly. sounds like exciting, exciting times ahead. Um, yeah. 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 It is. We, we, we've got, we've still got to get through this and we still got to do exactly what, what it is we're doing and carry on as, as best as we can in it. Um, but, but the philosophy is, is, you know, what we do now will pay dividends when we are back to whatever normal was or is, is going to be, but you know, we, we're going to be there and we're going to be a big player. And, and that's, and that's where we see, you know, we've got a good foothold in our marketplace as it is, and it can only sort of get stronger and better um, with that. And, but also the, the three owners and leaders of this business are still in situ as well, which is, which is great. So we're still following the plan. We're still following what's been set from them. And, um, and, and that's what we're all striving and working towards. Awesome. Well, thanks very much for being on the podcast, Brian, yeah. and sharing what you shared. I really enjoyed the, you know, the whole like emphasis on making sure your staff have like clarity on what they're trying to do and like making sure they feel supported and, and all those sorts of mm -hmm. things. Um, so no, I think that was really a really useful chat. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear how this podcast has impacted your leadership. And if any of these concepts resonate with you and you'd like to find out more about leadership and business growth, go to the RGM website, rjen.co.uk.